Live from NYSEG Customer Service Department, it's shenanigans. <laughs> this week, it's Ellen with a Y. What is going on, ladies and gents? Vinny. Here again. Rich. That's only funny if we go with the Sopranos ending tonight and we just cut it out with no warning. <laughs> Matt. Good evening. I'm Craig. Well, yes. What happened today, Rich? You lost your power. New York State Electric and Gas can kiss my hairy beanbag. Were you trying to work at the time that it happened? Yes. About 9 o'clock this morning. They just... Okay, let's go back. October. How's that go? There's... Uh, <laughs> After that, let's do the Super Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're putting up new poles on my street. The, the pole trucks are blocking my driveway, so I can't get out even if I want to. Does that come with strippers? I wish. They'd get splinters <laughs> like hell. Do they have pierogies and sauerkraut? That's where I was going to go with it, too. What? <laughs> you can't oh, pick on holes. I'll, I'll show up for pierogies. Uh, Fuck yeah. Me too. Yeah. Pierogies are good. So I go out and talk to the guy. I'm like, what's going on? I'm not going anywhere. I'm just you know, interested to find out what's going on. He said, yeah, we're putting up these new poles. I said, oh, when are we going to lose power? He's like, not for a couple of weeks, and they'll give you a, a day notice. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Uh, if you need to use the can, just come ring the bell. He's like, great, thanks. And then a couple of weeks later, November 10th, guess what? Knock, knock, knock. Hey, we're going to shut your power off now. Excuse me, I can't have my power off. I work from home. They're like, oh. Well, we have these seven trucks and 15 guys standing here waiting for you to say it's okay so we can go ahead and cut your power and restring the pole. I would have made them wait. So you could have said no? I could have said no. And it, it, it watched <laughs> and my electric zoom up into the sky. They wouldn't have given a shit that they shut you off anyway. They probably would have. Oops. It was cut off at the main office. Yeah. So is it NYSEG's fault because you don't have a backup generator? Yes. <laughs> You know, every, every time I hear these horror stories, I, I start looking around my neighborhood for telephone poles. And then I'm like, wait a second. I don't have any in my neighborhood. All They're the lines are underground. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank God. It's because you have a newer development, which is good. So then today, no knock, just no power. Out of nowhere. Ooh. In the middle of my work day. And I'm already an hour behind because there's some other shit going on. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck happened? We paid the bill. So I'm looking around to the neighbors. They have electricity. It's daylight. I can't tell. And then I look out the door to see if the neighbors down the street have a porch light on or something. And there's the fucking trucks. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I put out, I'm in my pajamas because I'm working from home. So I had He's to lucky get, he wears pants. I had to get dressed <laughs> to go down the street and wag my finger in these motherfuckers' faces. So I get down there and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm trying to work. And the guy's like, oh, I just drove traffic. You're going to have to talk to one of those guys. Oh, one of the other guys in the reflective vests? That's helpful. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I don't know if his name was Mike. They're all Mike. So I, he starts walking me over to the foreman. It's not the foreman. It's the apprentice. I'm like, oh, I got to deal with you now? How much longer are you guys going to be at this? He's like, till noon. Oh, you were supposed to get a, a drop-off with a notice. I'm like, I know I was supposed to. I'm yelling it in your face. Why are you telling me I was supposed to get a fucking notice 24 hours in advance and I didn't get because I'm telling you I didn't get the fucking it. Anyway, so I get on the phone because I'm sitting there with a cell phone on a battery so I don't lose my power, and I got nothing better to do than bitch. So I got on the phone with NYSEG, and 47 minutes later, after they, they told tried, you it was your fault. They, they tried to gaslight me, 
by saying, well, we, we show an outage in your area right now. <laughs> Gaslighting. Affecting. And they're nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like that. <laughs> they fucking failed. <laughs> oh, if only it worked that way still. I mm. still would have had lights. Um, I did. I have a fireplace with a gas insert. So I finally got them to acknowledge that they fucked up and they gave me a $100 credit. Which is great, but that doesn't even cover the time lost when I'm sitting here for three and a half, four hours waiting for the electricity to come on and I can't work. Yeah. So my understanding is that you got a three and a half hour break and a hundred dollars. I am at it. I am not seeing a downside here. All, all I hear from Alan with a Y is quit your bitching. Yeah. <laughs> you made out like a fat rat. Holy cow. Well, the but, first time it happened, I sucked it up. The second time, fuck you. So you're not the only one who called and complained about something today. Um, I'm sure we'll jump back to, to NYSEG here. Oh, today. we will. There's but, two stories I got to tell you about. But I, I filed, I called and filed a complaint against a school bus driver today. I'm not going to tell you the, the bus name or even where the intersection. It's a monopoly. <laughs> but, There's only one bus company, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said bus number. Or right. the, the, the streets that I was on. So I'm just leaving that stuff out. For the last couple of weeks, this bus driver has been hauling ass down this one road. Um, and I park on a certain road waiting to get my kid from school. And uh, this bus driver comes down through it. There's no traffic coming. He almost takes my mirror off every single time. I know where you're at. And I know where you're waiting. It, I know who it is. He probably. I do. I've had the same complaint against that same bus. Never stops at stop signs. Never. Rolls right Mirror through. Marvin. <laughs> he, this guy literally stopped in front of the crosswalk. He actually stopped, so I give him credit for that. He waved kids through. One of them was mine. And then as the kids are in the middle of the crosswalk, Takes in front again. of his bus, starts inching towards them. Because he wants to warn the other drivers he's going as soon as they're out of his way. And I'm like, uh. And if they're not moving, boom, boom. And so I was They're like, always listening. I asked my he kid. He only has to kill one of them. He has to make sure that they all see it, but he only has to kill one. Well, I asked my kid, I said, what, what happened? And he's like, well, he waved us through after he stopped. So we went through and then he inched the bus forward at us while we were in the middle of the crosswalk. So anyway, today I was picking up my kid. I turned on my blinker and I pulled out into the road because I was parked on the side of the road. And then here comes old bus driver behind me hauling ass. You hear, you know, them loud-ass brakes when he's going to stop. I come to a complete stop in front of the crosswalk. I look left. I'm getting ready to look right. The bus driver lays on the horn. And I'm like, really? I can drive 15 miles an hour down this fucking road. Like, I know He's behind you? He's behind me at this point now. Because I, I pulled out in front of him, not to cut him off. I had ample time. He was all the way down where the curve in that one road is, because you know where I'm at. And so no I'm one else up, does. I'm up by the house to, at the very end of the corner. Mm -hmm. So I've got ample time to pull out. And I didn't think anybody was going to be coming from that way because they were doing pole work down at the end of that, that intersection. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> and so I checked my mirrors. I turned on my blinker. I pulled out. And then here comes bus driver hauling ass down the road. Like I said, I get up to the crosswalk. I stop. I look left. I'm getting ready to look right. Bus driver lays on the horn. <laughs> And I'm like, well, now I'm, now just gonna I'm gonna take, stop. now I'm gonna take my time because I don't have anything better to do than piss you off, <laughs> okay? And if you act stupid, I can just have my son record you on video real quick, and then make sure that that gets to the school district. But this guy never stops at a stop sign. He always rolls through. Allegedly, He's, no, there's there's no allegedly. I've I know who this. it is, Al. You know who it is too. 
Do I? Uh-huh. He used to be a foreman for NYSEG. Now he drives bus school bus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, I'll get the torches and pitchforks. <laughs> you know, and so anyway, I call, in, uh, I call and file the complaint and ask who I can complain to. And they're like, well, GPS says he's not gone any faster than 26. And I'm like, well, there's 30 mile an hour speed limits all around. So you're telling me he's only topped out at 26, so he's going under the speed limit on those roads. I'm like, there's no way. There's no fucking Maybe their GPS is just kind of average. So right. maybe he goes 60 miles an hour sometimes and, and then, then stops. Well, I had the same issue with a school bus driver who it was pouring out. So they, the bus stops in front of my house, right in front of the house. So it's pouring rain. So I have all the kids standing on my covered porch so they're not getting soaked. You can see the kids standing on the front porch when you're driving on the road. Never even slowed down. So I called the bus garage. This was a couple years ago. And uh, I talked to the dispatch person. They go, oh, he, I go, he was flying, man. Just flying down the road. And, oh, no. we were only, He was only doing 26 miles an hour. I go, well, then he could swing back around and pick. Oh, he's already at the school. Listen, I live on the east end of the city. If he's all the way over to North Park already, he was speeding. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what your GPS says. It's wrong. Well, sir, you don't need to get snippy. I go, we, it's <laughs> pouring out. Kids are standing on the porch. You can see the kids in their backpacks, and he never even slowed down and batted an eye. Just kept yeah. on going. Bottom line is, is they told me that they're going to send out somebody from safety to watch the guy for about a week, which will be after but the Thanksgiving tell him. holiday. But they'll tell him ahead of time. They have to. Yeah, they'll warn him. Yep. Well, of course they will. And so he'll be on his or best. him. Well, they said he's going to have to go through retraining regardless now that there's been a complaint filed. Okay, sure. Is he going to slow down? Is he going to continue to do the shit no, that he's doing? No, they're going to show him how to do all that shit when the parents aren't looking so he can get away with it. No, he won't because I'll record him and I'll just go straight to the district and be like, this is who you guys have driving your fucking bus. Like, it needs to stop. The problem is like, they can't get anybody to drive buses. Well, I would rather not So you get the bottom some- of the barrel. See, I would. There's a job for you. No, I would rather. I'm fucking retired. I would rather have my kids. I would rather have to sacrifice and take my kids to school than have my kids on a bus with that asshole because right. he's unsafe. I'm Correct. sorry, he's he's fucking unsafe. And there's about thirty kids on that bus. That's my issue with it. You you drive like you're in fucking NASCAR, like you're in a hurry. I get it. Your route takes a while. You've got kids you've got to drop off. It's probably two to three hours. You're probably not getting back to the garage till 5.30, 6 o'clock. You want to go home. You want to eat dinner because you work a split shift. I get that. One of my buddies is in, lives in North Tonawanda, and he is the head guy of all the bus drivers now. And so he coordinates all this stuff. So he knows when they leave, when they get back, all this other shit. And he used to be a bus driver. And so like, I get it. You're on a split shift. You want to hurry up and get done because you got to be up early in the morning to make your route to pick up kids to get them all dropped off. Excuse me, at their different locations. Slow the fuck down. Those are people's kids. They're not yours. Those are other people's kids. You are responsible for them and their safety and the parents in the school district and that bus company have entrusted you with their safety. Exactly. Fucking act like it. Be responsible. That's my problem. I got nothing better to do then fucking look at bus drivers. I'm fucking retired. I got nothing else to do except Hello. literally except go to the gym, train martial arts, and fucking look at bus drivers. That's it. That's my life. So can you get officially licensed as an independent bus monitor or Me? No. monitor of buses? I actually used to be <laughs> I actually used to train people how to drive buses in the army, among other things. I was a master driver. So I could drive pretty much anything. I'm a good driver. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am a good driver. An excellent but driver. I, I used to be a master driver in the Army. Like, I could teach you how to drive track vehicles, bus vehicles, 15-passenger vans, all kinds of shit. <laughs> Motorcycles. I was licensed on a motorcycle in the Army, like, which is rare. Can you do remote control vehicles? Because I'm really bad at that. The X and Y axis. I always get it fucked up when the vehicle's facing it the It sounds way. like you had a terrible childhood. No, it wasn't terrible. I just had bad hand-eye coordination. Because I learned that so, when I was a child. Of course you did. I know. So my wife's grandfather... I'll take that as a no, by the way. You can't train <laughs> me to do that. I could. My wife's grandfather during World War II was stationed in the Pacific. He was in the Philippines before the whole Japanese takeover of the Philippines happened. He was a driver. He was General MacArthur's driver while MacArthur was in the Philippines. And I heard the story. I'm like, yeah, probably not. Well, Wendy's family gave me his wartime letters and the letters to and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And there's pictures. Absolutely was MacArthur's driver. Yeah. And because he had because he had a liquor license, all the upper echelon liked him because he could go get alcohol, like lots of alcohol, rather than just one or mm-hmm. two beers at a time. So he might be the second most decorated person. <laughs> <laughs> He's got lots of beer crowns. Yeah. You know, I was I was licensing when I was in Kuwait for a short period of time. I was licensing a couple of Marines on how to drive a fifteen passenger van. Actually, sorry, it was a it was a small bus. Um, Maybe you could go over to Great Britain and teach them to drive on the right side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why not? Maybe these guys fucking the crashed right the, the bus. They're not. They crashed the bus into a concrete pillar, and they put a small dent in the bus. And after we got back to the motor pool where we were parking the vehicle, they were like, "So did we pass?" And I was like, "You hit a fucking concrete pillar." I was like, here's your crayons. Thanks for playing. Have a, a nice day. I mean, at least hit a movie. Way to go, McLovin. <laughs> it wasn't McLovin. It was a fucking McMarines. I can't say it, so I just well, said, well. I, I told him. I worked with three of them. I told so. him, here's your crayons. Thanks for playing. Come Dude, back Dude, I worked with a, with a guy who was, uh, he was served in the Marine for six years. I was riding in the van with him, and he drove terribly. But they made, me, they made us ride together. So one day, I knew that we were going to go out to a job. So I went and took a handful of gravel, took the beauty cap off his his hubcap, and put it back on the back on the, <laughs> the tire. <laughs> so we're, we're rolling through a parking lot. Right <laughs> here. He goes, I think there's something wrong with my van. He jumps out while it's still in fucking gear. He's driving. <laughs> He's a Marine, right? Yep. Par for the course. <laughs> Were you on desert flats? No, we were at we we're at Ridgely Road. That's that's got some expanses, yeah. Yeah. You drive off the road there. Yeah. <laughs> we're over there by Best Buy. As long as he left it in neutral, it's just kind of free rolling. No, no, it's it was it was still in drive. Went rolling, rolling, rolling. I had to tell him that there were right. stones in his hubcaps, but <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, I had to and between the seats was like a filing cabinet. I had to go over the filing cabinet so I could jump into the driver's seat. <laughs> Because he's out running next to his truck so you can hear the sound. That's it. So the joke was actually played on you. So why wouldn't right. you just, why, yeah, why wouldn't you go into a parking lot, have me drive it so you can hear it instead of jumping out while or it's just, in gear? Because he's a man of action. That's right. You know, you don't have that kind of training just to go through and plan stuff out. You react. He, right. needs, he needs to know where that sound's coming from now. They drew first blood. <laughs> it was either that or have you hang off the side of the truck while he drives, and he knows you're not up for it. <laughs> is anybody recognizing how cool this dog is right now, though? Holy shit, Ellen with a Y's here. Hey, Ellen, hey how guys. you doing? 
He's so cool just chilling here on the table. Cooper is the chillest motherfucker. He Holy is. fuck, Matt's here. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Where'd you put your thumb? Did that happen? Well, I had it in her butt and was eating her box. <laughs> she, and she, her she, butt was strong enough to break your thumb? Yeah, she clenched up and zigged when I zagged. and <laughs> You were thumb punching her fart box? <laughs> Long story short, I, I tore some oh. tendons in my thumb. Yeah, your, your thumb Are you out for the rest of the down, season now? Left yeah, and right. Yeah. <laughs> out for the no, season. No more thumbs Can we go back butt. to hating Nysag and bus drivers? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys now, do some PSAs. And then now, you don't know that his <laughs> thumb wasn't in a bus driver or someone from NYSEC. That is true. <laughs> bus driver. I- <laughs> <laughs> Ridges broke. Uh, I think she might be. I, well, now, wait a second. The nice second employee is much more likely to have walked up to Matt's house to wind up with a thumb in his ass in the first place. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bus drivers just zoom by. <laughs> and he's not allowed within 500 feet. So, <laughs> well, at least you used your thumb and not one of them fingers with them big ass rings on there. Well, I, I lose them. That's why they're so big. <laughs> <laughs> it's ripped for their pleasure. <laughs> More like. <laughs> oh, that guy, he ain't a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty. You participated in that. I didn't do nothing. Oh, okay, fine. He participated. Whatever, dude. Oh. So how about them Bills? They can beat the Jets. Yay. The Jets have a crazy awesome defense, so the fact that they were to tear them up, that not, was a... Not, not from what I saw. Not last yesterday, no. no. How about Deion Dawkins with his uh, personal foul for... There, roughing? there was a bit of a skirmish in the tunnel afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and he goes, Yeah, and guess what? We just beat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know the guy's name, but he teabagged uh, Clemens. No, the quarterback, Wilson. Oh, yeah. One of the Bills teabagged Wilson? One of those sacks. He got kind of teabagged. He got sacked. Come on. For real. <laughs> you can like, see, you can see slow mo the video. He's just rolling his balls over the face mask. All right. Man. I mean, I get it. Like, you're having your fucking way with the quarterback and the offensive yeah. line. I get it. But, dude, teabagging the, there's the quarterback. No, no, no. no, no. There, there's there's a misunderstanding. It was his ACL. <laughs> what? His ACL made him Did bend his see? knees that way. Did you see <laughs> where the Jets linebacker, the lineman, had his finger bone pick it, sticking out through his glove? Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Where was oh. this? <laughs> During the game. Oh, if and they showed a close-up on it. it was who, just who was it? It was, it was his, his pinky finger. It was, it was broken. Thumb. He's good to go. And it, he had a, the bone was sticking not only out of the skin of his finger, but through the, his glove. Poking this was a bill? No, it was a jet. A jet. Oh. And they gonna, showed it right on. They're just going to tape that shit up. Yeah. yeah. They'll cut it off and give respect to Jersey. Right. They'll, they'll set it, tape it, he'll be fine. He'll play with set a Set it and forget it, man. <laughs> set it and forget it. It wasn't his thumb. He'll be all set. I mean, look, the Bills beat up on a lesser team. Which I mean, they had the same record coming in, didn't they? No, they were different because the Bills were five, what, and, five, five and five, and, they and were the four Jets and were four and five. So the Bills beat up on a lesser team. You would expect a better team to do. I'm not knocking the Bills at all, but a better team went and throttled a worse team, and that's what you expect a better team to do. It's just like yeah. the Cowboys went and throttled the fucking. Panthers this weekend, you would expect a better team to do that to a lesser team. Right, not the opposite. I think like Frank that. Reich is looking for a new job at the end of the season. Fuck you. 
Rich. What'd he Way say? Way to go. Sports. <laughs> the fucking Rich trying to tell me that the Panthers are better than the Cowboys. Only because it's the Cowboys are involved. Just wait. I, th- I know. <laughs> two more weeks, and then you can make that claim because it's December. You know what the Cowboys do in December? Golf. <laughs> no, they do that in January. January. Um, I don't think they have to wait this year. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're seven and three. We play the Redskins or the Commanders. Hey, hey. racist. <laughs> okay. Well, then you know what? I'm going to name off some sports team: the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks. See, the Chicago Blackhawks C-T-R-R. actually like the Chicago Blackhawks. Actually, like the name. They endorse the name. But you know what? There's also a petition signed by at least twenty thousand right now to have the Commanders go back to the Redskins that was started by Native Americans. I think they should call them the Red Tails after the uh, Tuskegee Airmen. That would be cool. But I would like to see that from a team uh, in Alabama. Do we need, need an Alabama oh. team? There will be no Red more. Red Tails. Because then you can paint the cheerleaders' asses bright red. Yes. Unless that. you're in Buffalo because they don't have or, cheerleaders. Or We're not, they're they're not in Buffalo. I told, I told my wife last night I was being a smartass. There may have been alcohol involved. but What? I know. <laughs> I said, you a smartass? Didn't ass? you just say you had to stop drinking? Wasn't that like you last yeah, week? I yeah. Just, I had to finish off a bottle because it was too... There was I had to. You know what? It was sitting there. It was laughing at Save me. Save it for nope. the AA meeting. You know, nope. don't, I finished don't it off. <laughs> I stopped drinking, except now... It's almost gone, I, and then I, I can really start. Dude, I take it with a grain of salt. He's like, yeah, I'm going to quit drinking. I, I take it with a grain of salt because... We had know, margaritas the other night. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what the... At f- my intervention. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we're so, here to make you stop drinking. I got margaritas in the fucking freezer. Well, he, Shit, I where mean, are he, they? He did quit. For a for day. A day. Right. <laughs> I went about a week. There's only That's 12 in a quitting. pack. That's, That's like, called sleeping. <laughs> That's like when, when I finish this beer right here, I'm going to quit. Until I have my next one. Exactly. That's it. So I said that the Bills need to bring back the cheerleaders, but they need to call them the Buffalo Jacks rather than the Buffalo Jills, and they're all cross-dressers. Because then <laughs> you'd, make the, you'd make the news. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm never watching the Bills again. <laughs> we could have an all-male uh, cheerleading squad, and the, we'd never have to worry about anybody suing for sexual harassment again. Except the, the women who want to be on the squad. No, they're not welcome. So we'll go with the Buffalo Jacks. The Buffalo Jacks. There we go. I like it. I don't even care if they wear pink. I think it's great. <laughs> and you know what? They jump a lot, so they're the Buffalo Jumping Jacks. Wait, 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 wait a second. You're going to put a bunch of swinging dicks. You're going to put a bunch of swinging dicks in a mini skirt. No one said that. Where did you come up with that? No one said that at all. You said cross-dressers. I did say that, but then he said just an all-male cheerleading team. Okay, so an all-male cheerleading team. And are they supposed to be swinging? And then, so they're just going to wear, like, the normal male cheerleading thing. Yeah, Spanx. Like Will Ferrell. He said (laughs) cross-dressers. He said that. I don't abide him. I don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. I don't want to see it. That, I don't want to see that except on ladies' night when I'm trying to get free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to shave. Come on, that was a Bud Light commercial. I don't have to shave for the Bud Light commercial. Did you catch that, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Are we making fun of Bud Light? We'll make get it in the playback. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking right so now. Let's, I'm let's, a one-pound meatball in a five-gallon pot right now. I'm so lost in the sauce. Goddamn right you are. <laughs> let's start a petition. We'll get one on Monday night. <laughs> we'll get twenty people to sign the petition <laughs> to, yeah. to do what? The Buffalo Jacks, <clears throat> jumping jacks. You say jumping? Yeah, jacks. Buffalo jumping jacks. Copyright shenanigans, 2023. Gold lame <laughs> like the solid gold dancers, right? I'm thinking 
I'm thinking. Ooh, that'd be chilly. They're <laughs> <laughs> full body gold lame. It's got to be cheaper than it was in the 70s. The Buffalo Jumping Jacks. <laughs> oh, I invented a Do term the other day. you know how hard Buffalo will get made fun of? What, what's your turn? What's your element? Yeah. What, 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 yeah. Uh, I was thinking, you ever see those like Chinese guys when they would go through and then they would go like to a restaurant and they do these weird things like you can have appetizers off of a naked woman. You remember that phase? That's, that's Japan. That's, that's Japan. Have that, you seen that stuff? That's still a yes. thing. They that is. But didn't they do that in Top Gun? I think we should do that. So. And it shouldn't be. It should be some cool name. And I, the name I came up with was Chikuchiri Board. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so <laughs> I was just driving. Me and Cooper were heading out to like Elma during the week. Cooper and I Cooper, just started. Laughing. I've got a great idea. You got to hear this. <laughs> and we were laughing. <laughs> the dog's looking at me like a chicoutry board. Or you could just make her wear a Coverage shark mask. Shenanigans 2023. <laughs> yeah. You could just make Coverage her wear shenanigans 2023. You could just make her wear a shark mask and use the term that's already there: shark coochie board. Oh, shark coochie. Or they could be left shark. <laughs> or baby shark. Or baby shark. See, I don't know how that goes. The charcuterie is. You got to go with the snackle box. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You get a, a, a tackle box and you fill it full of meat and cheese and crackers. I like that. Or you can and use a bento grapes. box and not get all that mung in your food. Well, you buy it new. You oh, wash oh. it. Well, it's it, not it, something that's got like dried fish guts and shit in it. <laughs> you know, you, you got to get it new. You wash it. It's not for, rinsing out an old one? No. <laughs> no. Fuck no. No. I, I'm sure I still got some fish guts on an eerie deary. The rusty hooks give the tetanus flavor of the taste. The really is flavor. I like that though. Texas tetanus. <laughs> no, no Texas tetanus. What was your coochie word? Chicoochery. Chicoochery. Chicoochery board, huh? It does dance off the tongue. All right. Oh, no. You could call it cushy. Oh, yeah. If you're serving. And Charo can be your spokesperson. If you're serving it, if you're serving sushi, right? It's got a better ring than other words. You like just what? be a, a cushy board. I like it. I don't know why you're looking at me. I, I already said funny things. <laughs> <laughs> That's very subjective. Did you, though? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You'll catch up eventually, though. He it's laughed. That's all fine. One of these days. That's right. No, one's fi- no one finds me funnier than I do. Exactly. <laughs> Except maybe number one fan. No, yeah, I'm much funnier to me than she. I, I am to her. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, Is I try. Your wife, like my wife, he makes me laugh every day, whether it's with him or at him. That's pretty much my wife. She's mostly she's laughing at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she'd stand by that. <laughs> For the the Buffalo jumping jacks, I was thinking <laughs> Chris Farley, Chippendales type of cheerleading. No, no. Because no you have to you have to seriously. recognize that that's what most of the male population looks like who goes to Bills games. We need male cheerleaders like Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Yes. Okay. He, he was the best TV dad of all, all TV time. dads. The best TV dad. He nailed it. And uh, the male cheerleader thing and the fact that he could lean into that and being a magician and still stand in front of his kids on a given day and say those things. Amazing. Didn't he have well, like, Ward Cleaver? He was never a male cheerleader. What the fuck are you talking about? He was a great dad, right? He wasn't a male know. cheerleader. I thought it was always pretty hard on the beaver. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. That's I was so setting old. it up, waiting for That's it. That's what she I said. Ha! <laughs> then she got a thumb on her butt. <laughs> All right, you're not allowed to reference your thumb anymore without clanging it on the table. <laughs> 
Every once in a while, he sniffs it. <laughs> Does anybody have a handy wipe handy? <laughs> Don't say handy in front of Matt. <laughs> There's some handy wipes right there if you need one. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Hand check. Right next to my socks. <laughs> Yeah. You guys are dirty. You're going to hurt Al's feelings. We're a bunch something. of pigs. Vulgar, vulgar, vulgar. Thank you. I'm hungry. What'd you have for dinner tonight? Uh, you know what? This afternoon, the kids made, uh, we were just going through the fridge to make stuff. So they did a little pasta alfredo with some mushrooms and onion. So they sauteed up the, mushroom, they sauteed up the mushrooms and the onions, cooked off some pasta, made a nice alfredo sauce. So I had a little bit of that around, I don't know, three. Two thirty. It does sound good. It was pretty good. Do you, you know? pour all the all the students into one bowl and then just kind of stir it up? And yeah. Make it make it a just get it over with kind of situation. And they were they're on they're on they're on watch right now because they they were off the rails for like I don't know five days. Just you can feel it in the air and then something happened. And There's it was only one like, more day left, so then we just died. Yeah, so I don't tomorrow's really going to be yeah, tomorrow's going to be crazy. Yeah, tomorrow will be an easy day. No, it won't. Well. Tomorrow's the day before, day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that's when all the fights Eve break out. It's it's the day before Thanksgiving Eve, so you know everybody's gonna bombard fucking everything tomorrow. Which is why I've already bought all my beer, all my I bought all my shit last week mostly, with the exception of like fresh green beans, which I bought on Sunday. Grocery store was packed. This oh my god, always it was packed. I was it, there it was. This morning. And I needed to go buy dog food, and I was like, I'm not going to fucking Tops to get dog food. So I wound up going to Runnings. They're the great place for... And I was looking for a 31-pound bag of dog food, and they didn't have any. They did have a bunch of chicken, but one of my dogs is allergic to chicken, so I had to do lamb and rice. And so I was like, wait a second, the edges on that bag look bigger than the edges on this bag. Let me climb on top of this fucking shelf and see if it's the 31-pound bag. Alas, it is. So I did some climbing and runnings today, <laughs> and then I heard, we need assistance on aisle what the fuck ever I was on. Um, <laughs> but I had already got the fucking bag There's down. some maniac was, climbing the shelves over there. And I'm, like, walking up front with a bag of, you know, 30-pound dog, you know, 31-pound bag of dog food on my shoulder and, you know, some snow brushes and shit like that because um, <laughs> I needed to get snow brushes, not because Sounds I'm, like quite the evening. Well, that was just part of of my day. I still had to go buy consumers and get beer for Thanksgiving. Appetizers, sex toys. Yeah. Gotta, no, gotta those, those get ordered online. Um, <laughs> and delivered well, in a brown paper package. <laughs> that says it's not what you think on it. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I had to go get a 12-pack totally of beer. Totally not dildos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big black letters. Because I'm smoking a turkey on Thanksgiving Day. So, you know, basically when you start smoking a turkey, you can start drinking. It's legal. I'm, sh- I'm sure that's in the when bylaws you, somewhere. When you operate a smoker, you're supposed to start drinking. Basically. I, I, Rich, Rich I, I, knows the deal. That was always right. my understanding. You know, so I, I'm going to be, I already told my wife, I'm like, I'm drinking beer, smoking turkey, and watching football. All Why should only day. the smoker be lit? That's what I say. Exactly. I'm smoking beer, drinking turkey, and that's, you'll like it. <laughs> if you drink wild turkey, you can both drink turkey and smoke turkey at the same time. Oh. Oh. So true. Confucius so true. is wise. He was. He's dead now. Yeah. So, yeah, I went and got all my stuff. And then I'm like, oh, my God, the karate school is going to probably be nuts. So, you know, we had some big classes tonight because we're only open today. And, well, we were open tonight and then um, tomorrow. We'll be open tomorrow. So everybody's going to try and get their, their two days of training in this week because we're, we're closed Wednesday, 
through the rest of the week, and we won't be open until Monday again next week. So, you know, and then everybody's trying to get appointments in with, you know, doctors and everybody else. Like, it, just up through Wednesday is, is absolutely insane. My two girls have doctor's appointments. My son has a soccer practice on Wednesday. Then he has another soccer practice on Saturday and a soccer game right after. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, it's supposed to be five days of just chill. No. There's no such thing. They're not when you have children. No, no. My, my, this is not a chill time of year for me. Uh, our wedding anniversary is Wednesday night. We have... Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. We have... How many years? How many years? All of them. Well, 126 years. Really? <laughs> 26. Right. 26. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the joke. 126 years. Anyway. Thursday, we have Thanksgiving with my family. I work Friday. What? And then, yeah. And then we got the carpet installation coming Tuesday. So Saturday. If they have power. <laughs> so Saturday is pretty much getting the house ready for Thanksgiving Sunday, new carpet installation Tuesday. So I may not be here next week because we're getting the car- carpets installed the next day. And if the house isn't ready, I ain't got time for this shit. But it makes for a very busy holiday. Plus, my birthday's coming up. Tammy's trying to plan for that. And then Christmas, obviously. So it's it's a hectic time of year in our house. Yeah, this, this time of year is always busy for us because we have the Halloween party at the karate school. We have... Mm. Halloween trunk, party. Yeah, we have the trunk or treat. Everybody went as a karate student for some reason. And then we have... <laughs> Well, everybody in my house is a karate student, including me, even though I'm an instructor. And then we have Halloween. Then you have Thanksgiving right after. That was very deep. Turkey trots and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm missing all your jokes tonight. (laughs) My brain is just not there. I never stop learning. Um, At least he caught up tonight. And then there's there's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, as opposed to other nights. Thanksgiving. See, he's right up there with me. <laughs> turkey trots, and then it's Christmas shopping and doctor's appointments, and then it's Christmas Eve, Christmas. Well, you said trot with an R, sorry. <laughs> yes, not thought. Not a turkey thought. Turkey trots? Turkey trots. Are any of you going to be running in the turkey trot this year? Uh, my, my son's I'll watch work, it on TV. My the, son's running in a turkey trot tomorrow, so okay. I've got to go support him for that. I thought turkey trots were the shit you got from eating too much on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had explosive like Montezuma's revenge from Thanksgiving dinner. Then you're not doing Thanksgiving dinner properly. <laughs> no, I you are. You absolutely are doing it correctly cuz that would be like undercooked poultry that's causing if, the back blast area if, to no, blow out. If you don't get up from the Thanksgiving dinner Feeling like there's two dogs fighting in your stomach, then you you didn't right. have enough to eat. Look, yet. I I gorge myself on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> like I I eat and I eat and I eat and I drink beer. Like that's what I do on Thanksgiving. Okay, so you're gonna stink like hell to Friday. That's all there is to it. Probably. Okay, so you get it. You're picking up what I'm putting down. I, I, you got well, the turkey yes. trots. Sure. <laughs> Trot my ass right into the bathroom. <laughs> Meat the sweats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's smoked turkey, so it's... it's, it's you're not going with the turducken or the tofurkey? Fuck the tofurkey. <sighs> but uh, turducken? I could do a turducken, but I'm not doing one of those. I'm just smoking a turkey. It's the only time of year I smoke a turkey because I do a ham for Christmas. I don't do a turkey for Christmas because for me, it's just too much turkey too soon. Because I'll eat uh, Thanksgiving Day leftovers for like a week. Mm-hmm. 
It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me either. But after that, I'm like, I'm turkeyed out. I'm going to smoke at least one turkey, probably two, Mm -hmm. unless we're going to have another bird in the oven for Thursday. Then we're going to do another Thanksgiving on Sunday, and I'm probably going to smoke another turkey. Why are you doing so many Thanksgivings? Well, we do my family on Thursday, and then we do number one fans family over the weekend at some point, and Sunday worked out better than Saturday this year. Okay. Mm. So, double Thursday. Yeah, I always do a ham. So, I always do a ham for Christmas because we're generally turkeyed out. But I make enough stuffing. We're not stuffing, but dressing Mm -hmm. where I can actually vacuum seal it and freeze it and then reheat it for Christmas. And, oh, my God, the flavors have gone all the way through. It's super rich. Um, It's easy to reheat. So, I don't have to worry about making dressing. See, now, ideally for me, I would like that as far as Thanksgiving goes. Everybody cooks, even our, our family. My mother gets up early, and she makes, like, the Thanksgiving feast on Thanksgiving Day. I, and I'm okay with eating Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, but I really like the food the next day. Mm-hmm. So, for me, ideally it would be cook everything on Wednesday, and then people just come in. It's already done. Everybody can enjoy the day. There you go. And then you can go through and do that. But I don't know anybody who does that. And We've done that. I think that's the best way to go because now everything, like you say, kind of just all the flavors infuse and everything just kind of gets where it should be. So that would be the best case scenario for me. So Wednesday, I'm doing all the pies. So I'm going to I'm going to bake all the pies. I'm going to make the cornbread um, because I do a half cornbread, half bread dressing. Mm-hmm. So I do all the most of the major baking that day. I'll get all the sweet potatoes cut up for, you know, sweet potatoes and um, I'll cut up all the celery and the onions and all that stuff. So a lot of the all the preparatory stuff is done on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That way the the turkey goes on the smoker. And then all I've really got to do is green bean casserole, sweet potatoes, dressing, and then my my mom's making this corn stuffing thing. I don't know what it's... It's supposed to be really good. I was like, okay. I'm going to be swinging by with some uh, Tupperware. Hey, <laughs> I can't stay, but here's a container. I personally think we... <laughs> Can you fill that up for me? I'll be on my way. <laughs> I think we really overdo it for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. All I really need is to drink and eat pie. There you go. And have apple pie. Well, yeah, pies. <laughs> I just did a screenshot. Pies of all variety. I just did a screenshot and it says Grandma's chocolate pie. I'm going to try and make that. Remember the old-fashioned ones, how you would get that? It would just like, I don't even know, like pudding in a pie crust. Does it have a right. meringue topping? This one did not, and it said that, but some people like the meringue topping. I, I grew up with the meringue topping. We had the, the lemon pie. the lemon pie like that, but not with the meringue. Oh, I love the meringue pie. When the, love, when, love, when the meringue love. is done right, the tips are golden brown, and then it cries right. as yes. it cools. Yep. Oh my God! It's so perfect. So my <laughs> aunt, who was from Texas, never says down in Texas they call the meringue snake spit. It, it, it's crying because Alan wants to eat his grandma's. She's from the Dallas pie. area. Really? Yeah. Hey, there's one podcast. Never heard it referred to as snake one. spit. Yeah. I mean, I could see the when it cries that it looks Vulgar. like snake. It looks like venom. Right. Coming from a snake. I could. I could. I see never that. heard it called that before. She always just said it. Now it's kind of stuck. For me, it's just always been meringue topping. Because she was from the Dallas area. My uncle moved there. And then they lived in Corsicana for a long time. Uh, Wherever the fuck that is. Corsicana? Yeah. Uh, That would be... South, right? I think that's Navarro County. Dave Navarro County? No. I think that's how they make... almost said it, and I thought, no, that's stupid. And then Craig said it. (laughs) So now it confirms the stupidity of it. Right, right, right. That's what the Chili Rianos that my my cousin-in-law... Makes is like that. So I watched how she was making it one day because she's authentic Mexican, you know, when she makes her Mexican. But she just whipped up a bunch of like basically egg whites and 
meringued them and then dumped the poblano peppers in there, filled them with cheese, and then dipped them and then cooked them that way. I didn't realize that's what the like the chili rellanos were, but mm. they're delicious. They are. And that's what it is. It's meringue. Yeah, meringue is just egg white and effort as far as I that's know. That's it. Correct. That's <laughs> it. Too little or too much effort will fuck it up. Yeah. It's got to be, the effort's got to be just, just like a relationship. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Copyright. Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. 2023. <laughs> but I, I don't think we overdo it for Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Like for you, if all you need is turkey, if all you need is booze and pie, kudos. Like that's great. I want everything. And I saw a video about how to make Thanksgiving sushi. Okay, so you take the skin from the turkey that you cooked. It's blasphemy. Listen, you you take the skin and you flip it upside down, right? And then you take your stuffing and you put your stuffing a, a thin layer of stuffing on the top of the skin. You take, like, green bean casserole, a little bit of that. You put that on there. And then ultimately, in the very center, you put a strip of cranberry. Oh, cranberry. Of cranberry sauce. Nice. Okay. So, and then you take it and you roll it in a sushi roller. And then you cut it. And then you dip it in gravy. And I watched this. And the dude was like, oh, the guy's expression. Like, I don't, it didn't look like he was faking it. But... He <laughs> he dipped the sushi in the gravy and then ate it, and it was just like that. Sounds good. It was like an orgasm in his mouth, basically. I mean, I've seen people do that, but with uh, egg rolls, say so we get those rice sheets, and yeah, and just mix them like that, and then put everything in there, and those look those look really good too. But I mean, the turkey was smoked, so the skin was smoked, so you had a smoky flavor. You had the dressing, you had the cranberry sauce, you had a little bit of uh, sweet tater, sweet potato was in there. And then you wound up dipping it in, like, uh, a turkey gravy. Mm. And it was, I was like, I, I could get down on that. Get I down can. on it. I am a leftover type turkey guy from way back. I don't That's know. It. I don't, I think we do too big for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. We as a society or your family? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Me, no. If you're going to have a bunch of people come to your house for food and drinks and and desserts and all that stuff. Why do you have them come to the house when there's no escape, when the weather's shitty? We don't have a big yard to, like, spread people out. So we can play poker. So you stick them all into one little room, and you barely talk to each other the whole rest of the year, but then those two dates, you're supposed to pretend nothing's wrong. It's called tradition. Look it up. Well, so for me... I'd rather do it in July when there's a real holiday to celebrate. When's the last time you had a turkey party in July? I don't remember getting an invitation for that. So it, put it on there. Remember this. Write it down or to listen to playback on this. I will. So here's the thing. They do so Christmas in July. He wants to talk. Do Thanksgiving in July. <laughs> <laughs> so for for Thanksgiving, my family and I, we just celebrate Thanksgiving ourselves, right? So it's just the six of us. But for Christmas, like we don't have family here, right? Because we're we're transplants. My, my wife's family is in Northern Kentucky, in Tennessee, and my my family's all in Texas. No one here will judge you for being trans. Go ahead. Fuck you. You could be a buffalo jumping jack. Apparently he judges him for being trans. So for Christmas, because we don't have any family here, we go to my my best friend's house and we do Christmas with his family. And so for us, it's like we bring a dish. We do a Christmas brunch. There's usually mimosas, beer, whiskey, scotch, all kinds of shit. We end up playing Trivial Pursuit. We generally start that at about 5. That goes until about 9 or 10. And by the time it's over, generally most of the guys are fucking smashed. And the wives are like, what the fuck? Well, you know you how know. Trivial Pursuit can go. 
it gets violent. You're wrong. Take a shot. <laughs> Basically. But we all have a good time. We laugh and joke. His family has accepted us as part of the family, which is, is, is awesome, and we're very grateful for that. So for us, we do a Christmas Eve dinner at my house. So we do, you know, the ham and the dressing and all that stuff. But I don't do turkey. Turkey for you and turkey, turkey for, for me. me. <laughs> oh, Adam Sandler. Hmm. We end up doing that, but then Christmas Day is a Christmas brunch. So we celebrate Christmas at the house in the morning. We open presents. We have coffee. We clean up. Everybody showers, gets ready. And then usually by like noon, one o'clock, we're over at my best friend's house. And then we're hanging out until... Usually 11 o'clock midnight. I mean, we just, we make a whole fucking day of it. That's how they used to be at our house, but nothing's like that anymore. Well, that was. We're like four or five hours now with just about everything, and it's a wrap. Well, that was, that was the way we were. That was the way I was growing up with my family, because I had five aunts and uncles and over 20 cousins, and we would all just invade my, my nanny's house, right? Which, my nanny's my grandmother, but we would invade nanny's house, because that's what she wanted. And there would be, you know, 35, 40 fucking people up in that bitch. And we'd be playing football in the front yard. We'd be well, cousins. Forgot, they would don't be get fighting. snow on Thanksgiving or Christmas in Texas. <laughs> Generally, no. Um, it has happened before. Not like Lockport last year. Oh God, no, uh. no, nothing like that. Um, we've had a couple of inches where we'd get you know three or four inches, but nothing outside of that. So, but uh, but I get what you're far. saying though, Alan. Like it, the, growing up in uh, in the '80s. Maybe the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, where it was close knit with the friends and the family and you spent all day. You don't see that anymore. And the fact that my friend and his family and us, we get together and we do that. It's like carrying on a tradition from when we grew up. And so for me, there's a there, there's a an amount of nostalgia involved. Like, I love the friends. I love the family. I love hanging out, hearing what everybody's been doing throughout the year. You get to play catch-up. Now, do I get to see these people, you know, all the time throughout the year? No, I don't. But I do get to catch up with them. I do care about them. I consider them all my family. And and I think that's part of the magic of the day of Christmas is with family and friends. And, you know, I have friends that have become family, so... I agree with all that because we were grew up exactly the same way. But I got to tell you, this past Christmas when we were snowed in because of that blizzard, I was, was fucking a miserable. Fucking amazing Christmas for our family because we nobody was else was leaving in the middle of dinner or going someplace someone else's house. We were there and we were together, and there wasn't any issue of like, oh yeah, I go to this boyfriend's house or boyfriend's coming here later, and we're going to. It was all just us. It was fantastic. For that aspect, I can see it. I won't say we were miserable. Miserable is a bad word. Get we were supposed to go to my, my friend's house for Christmas Day, and we didn't get to because the South Towns were currently, you know, that morning were getting fucking hammered, and we had already gone through all our shit, and so we had cleared everything. Well, we at least got the driveway cleared that day. The but only place that drifted in my yard was the <laughs> spot between the house and the garage where all the food was stored outside, and where the exhaust was for the uh, hot water tank and the furnace. So I had to keep clearing that out. There were eight feet of snow up against the house that we had to clear out three or four times because yeah. of the uh, the drifts. What we missed was was getting, was hanging out with our friends slash family and doing the normal Christmas thing. So for us, it was like, because we don't have like blood family here, we were stuck at home and it was it was nice to be at home with just my family. Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas regardless, but we didn't get that extra, we're going to go here and hang out with, you know, these other 20 and 30 people and see, you know, 
Aunt Tina and Uncle Starch and go see Robin and David. And you, you know I was supposed to be on a cruise on Christmas, right? No, I could care less. Right. <laughs> you, you get fucked out of that. Oh, kiss huh? my ass. <laughs> He's fucking with you. Uh. No, I I mean, you, were you able to get a refund at least? No, because fuck New Yorkers. Really? Carnival Cruise Lines does not they offer fuck insurance to anybody north of the Mason-Dixon line because snow. So they know if you get they, snowed in, they can and, get your and, money. And you're taking your chances unless you head down to Florida a month early, which is exactly how my mom got to get on the bus or uh, on the <laughs> boat, rather. But yeah, I don't. a short trip off the, the pier if the, it was a bus. The bus to the boat, maybe. Honestly, I for me, I don't think we overdo Christmas and I don't think we overdo Thanksgiving. I think we don't do enough as a country. I think we underdo Independence Day. I don't think we do enough for our holidays. How many hands do you need to see blasted off? I I love about fireworks. Dude, every 4th of July, I like to blow shit up and say that we're the greatest country on the planet. How can you have too much of that? We'll put a boot in your ass. Well, you you can't. (laughs) It's the one day that I don't complain about everybody shooting up fireworks. Because you're supposed to. But I, I don't think we celebrate our holidays enough. I think we've gotten... I don't want to get all political here, but I think we've gotten too crazy with you can't do this, you can't do that, you appropriate this, and you appropriate that, blah, 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 blah. Like Christmas is an appropriation, though. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> Which time? <laughs> right. Yo, Saturnalia. <laughs> well, it, it's, like, it's like Halloween. Oh, well, you can't dress as a Native American for Halloween. You're appropriating their culture. Maybe this yeah, kid I'm just likes them. what how they dress and it's like I want to really dress like them imitation is the highest form of flattery and I think we fucking forgot that I dress like John Holmes doesn't mean I have a big deck mm-hmm. <laughs> it we definitely know. doesn't we know <laughs> we know it was the curly hair uh, wig when, that when gave me away us. we know <laughs> you know so I, I think we've forgotten some things you know imitation is the highest form of flattery you know and I, I do think we forget that we are ultimately the freest country in the world we have the most freedoms. You know, you have the right to burn the fucking flag, step on it, and cuss America, and you'll never go to fucking jail. Like, what the fuck? Like, you have all that freedom. But doesn't I, I don't mean know. that I can't kick your ass for doing it. Yeah. It does. No, and you have the freedom to do that. But don't forget that just because you have the freedom to do all this shit doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that you're free from consequences. consequences. Correct. I, I believe you started this by saying you didn't want to get political. <laughs> yeah, did you see what, what <laughs> Alan with the Y sent in the chat? Which time? Just now. No. Oh, is he sending more shit? Yes. Back like, I already laughed at his one thing, and I hope that would have peased him, but <laughs> apparently it didn't, so now he just sent more shit. <laughs> it, it was funny. It's funny. I don't send too much stuff like that. I think that was quality. Here's the funny thing. I've been to Raytown, and one of the names that we talked about for a kid was Sebastian. Holy cow. I know. Maybe you talked about it with that one woman. This kid read a thousand books. Yeah, they were. Before they were, kindergarten. Before so. kindergarten. Here comes Craig dismissing yes. this kid's effort because yeah. they yeah. weren't real books. Yeah. They were little golden books. They had, they're the books where you press this for the sound. Oh, my fucking God, dude. <laughs> wow. Or, Poor Sebastian. Was it the ones that had the gold? The, the, oh, those the are gold the gold binding? Yeah, the gold, yeah, those are the yeah, best. Yeah, little golden books. Little golden books, yeah. Leave the kid alone. He my read a thousand favorite, fucking books. My favorite little golden book was Wait. The Monster at the End of the Book with Grover. He probably read f- all the words in all those thousand books, Craig. Not every fifth word like you. You turned the page. Listen, <laughs> our all, family can only I afford the bronze books. Is I'm intimidated by a kindergartner because he read a thousand books. That's right. That's what I'm fucking He's hearing. He's jealous because the kid got a head start on him. He's going <laughs> to read more Lifetime than Craig, and he'll never catch up now. Fuck. And this kid probably read. <laughs> there it is. And this kid probably <laughs> read every what? word. 
You know what? When I get old and senile, I can read the Golden Books like I've never read them before and then count them all. When you get old and senile, he'll come read to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. Don't worry. It's it's that cycle. You start off reading the Golden Books, and then you start reading the other shit, and then as you get older and Alzheimer's sets in, you start reading the Golden Books again. Exactly. Once an adult, twice a baby, right? That's what they say. Yes. Whether it's Golden Books or diapers. God, I fucking hope not. Jeez. What the who say? Hope I die before I get old. Oh, my God. Not aged, old. You can age, but you don't have to get old. And old being old is a state of mind. I think old is a state of mind, but, you know, at the same time, there are just some ailments you just, you're genetically predisposed to. How the to. fuck did he read a thousand books? <laughs> <laughs> and there's our title. <laughs> How the fuck did he read a thousand books? See Dick Run. See Jane Run. Dick loves Jane. Jane loves Dick. The Dick and Jane readers. You don't remember those? Not like that, Craig. <laughs> Not like that. I'm pretty sure she said she loved Dick. <laughs> How does he get a hold of the rated X version? Not only did you read the Dick and Jane books, but you remember that they were illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did for my Greek project? You probably in senior in your year. We don't want to know what you did with your <laughs> Greek project. I redid a Dick and Jane reader in Greek and then drew... The illustrations from the old Dick and Jane reader into the uh, project. But he made Jane a dude with a mustache. No. Well, <laughs> it's Greece. <laughs> mustache stayed, but it's still. <laughs> they qualify to be a friggin' buffalo jumping jack. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm funny. <laughs> Sometimes. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> See, my shit's always funny sometimes. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the same as saying my shit always works sometimes. It always usually works. <laughs> thousand books, my ass. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> the kid's five. How the hell do you read a thousand books by the time you're five? Does someone read the first 900 to him? Maybe he's a fucking genius. Oh, could be. He's Elon fucking Musk. He's going to rip us off as he gets older. Maybe he fucking learned to read, you know, when he was two or some Hooked shit. Hooked on phonics worked for me. Don't look at me. I'm not making fun of the kid. You guys go ahead. <laughs> I'm not making fun of the kid. He's fucking jealous You're of the kid. You're both making fun of the kid. I'm not making fun of the kid. You're I'm encouraging saying, him to make fun of the kid. I am not. <laughs> Play it back. He was so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said maybe the kid's a genius. All right. Fuck that little nerd. There we oh, go. My yes. <laughs> one on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I thought would have been nice celebrating the kid's accomplishment, and Craig turned it bad. <laughs> he had to invoke Matt. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Or what his mom looks like? There you go. She's a big fat sweat. Google it. She, what? What is she? No. Big fat sweat hog. You know what? Just, that's Vinny Barbarino. He's a sweat hog. Craig, you don't even have to look. Just tell your wife you thought her mom, his mom, was cute, and then they'll do all the legwork for you. <laughs> this is what you think is cute, and then you don't have to really look at it. <laughs> <sighs> so speaking of Thanksgiving, apparently, I always thought the worst day for plumbers was Super Bowl Sunday because you get that halftime simultaneous flush. Like around the country, and well, it just disables all the, all the treatment plants. But apparently, the the plumber's worst day is actually the day after Thanksgiving, because while we call it Black Friday because we're going shopping, they call it Brown Friday because everybody came the, over to your house poo. and ate 
all that food that Vinny was talking about and, and Matt was complaining about, and then they shit it all at the same time. And, you know, you've been shitting at work for a year now because when I make a dollar, the boss makes... When the boss makes a dollar, I make a dime, so well, you I'm always shit on company time. You always poop on company time. Which means your toilet has not seen any action except on the weekends in a year. And now all of a sudden, everybody's shitting in it at once. Uh, Boom. Brown Friday. Roto-Rooter, the nationwide plumbing company, said it's the busiest day of the year, with incoming calls increasing 50% above the average Friday. That's almost half. <laughs> That's right. The company said their plumbers mainly see kitchen sink clogs or jammed garbage disposals, main sewer clogs, and toilet clogs during the Turkey Day weekend. Don't flush your wipes. Oh, and here's a picture of Matthew Perry. More shit that doesn't flush well. Oh, that's not right. (laughs) That's just wrong. He's an American. Wow, I got chastised by Matt. I must have crossed the line. (laughs) No, not at all. Maybe a little I should be able to make fun of the death of any of the friends. True. <laughs> Although I will have to say, since I since I started this, Matthew Perry was probably my favorite of the friends. I, I think I actually uh, saw more of myself in him you than anybody else on the more. show. Yeah, I, I, get was, that. I, get I was. I was. I was the Matthew Perry. Whatever the fuck. Just the was episode called. where it was where he where he couldn't take a good picture. <laughs> it's just every time they showed the picture, they're like just smile regular, and then they would you'd hear the snap sound, and then they would show the picture. And his face was just so stupid. <laughs> I would crack up. That was where the episode, I remember that episode, which I thought was funny. And then David Schwimmer, when he was getting the spray tan. <laughs> That's, those two episodes, I would just cry. They were I, so funny. I didn't see those. I, I wasn't a regular viewer. I've Speaking seen of spray of tans, did you watch the last episode of Shorzy? Yeah. Fucking hilarious. What, the whole thing the was hilarious. Tan. What season? Two. Okay, so I'm getting ready to start season two. Oh my! So I've goodness. seen season one. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I think season two is better. Yeah, it is. There are certain so. qualities of season two that are definitely better, but I think the writing was better in the first season. All I can say is that thank God I've got to see Laurent Labouf. I think it's funny that Anik is in there. Oh yeah, yeah. She finally got a gig, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Doing hockey though, never expected that. You can definitely oh, wait, she's binge Canadian. season one and then watch season two. It's, they're both short enough. Yes. I, did, I did them in a night. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna speed watch season two coming up when I get some free time. I did get through season one, so I wore my Letterkenny Irish sweater out the other night, and I got so many comments because people are like, "Is that a new hockey team?" I'm like, no, it's from a TV show. They like they have the no Sudbury idea. Blueberry Bulldogs. <laughs> the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs. <laughs> Uh, that one might be might be next. So anyway, enough of that shitty story about Matthew Perry <laughs> being what? <a> floater. <laughs> Matthew Perry. What? Oh. That would have been more appropriate as a Natalie Wood joke. <laughs> she didn't float, though, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Maybe after a while. Anna's going old school now. <laughs> you guys are all going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's been confirmed. Can we at least sit together and get window seats? <laughs> Not me. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got a reservation. <laughs> oh, I think Craig should read this article. What one, Rich? About the uh, Hampshire villagers. Don't read the title. Just read the article. I haven't even opened this yet, so. Oh, good. Oh. 
see, see Craig's blood just boiling. <laughs> it began with a grumble from a retired teacher passionate about punctuation. He was dismayed to spot that an apostrophe had vanished from the road sign of a tree-lined lane in the Hampshire village of Twyford. <clears throat> what? The complaint led to intricate discussions at the local city council during which the sometimes erratic punctuation of Jane Austen, the area's most famous writer, was cited. After a 12-month battle, the status quo ante was restored and an apostrophe has been added back into the sign for St. Mary's Terrace to the delight not only of villagers but to a growing number of enthusiasts battling against the loss of punctuation mark across the UK. Yeah, people either put an apostrophe where it doesn't belong or they don't use them where they do belong. There is no one between. And that's why what, you're reading this article. What's the apostrophe after the S mean? A possession. It's possession. a possessive plural. So possession is nine-tenths of the law. Possessive plural would be after the S, just possessive that's in between. He, that's what he is. Would be between the Mary and the S. See, that's why modern times just play it safe and fuck them all. <laughs> Put one in the middle and after? Sure. Just so they were your French. Or, or it, not at all. Just change it to there. Where you live on that Use the street. wrong there, though. I live, oh. over, I live over there. <laughs> I used the one with the apostrophe. I thought that was what we were talking about. <laughs> the only thing worse than the dropped apostrophe is the Western New York affinity for telling people they seen it. Not they've seen it, but they seen it. I seen it. I seen it. No, you saw it, dumb fuck. Exactly. It drives me insane. I heard a turn of phrase recently. No. I'm not even trying to hear that. Oh, I hear that all the time. I have never wanted to slap someone more immediately than hearing that phrase come out of a woman's mouth. What phrase is it? I'm, I'm not, not even trying to hear I'm that. I'm not even trying to hear that. Was it your mom? <laughs> it was not. Was it your mom? No, no. <laughs> She'd just say shut the fuck up. What she's trying to say is, I, I, I don't want to hear that. Right. But what she said was, I'm not even trying to hear that. Yeah. One of my other big pet peeves, too, is the phrase grown-ass man or grown-ass woman. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. The fuck are you talking about? You're five foot four. You have to use that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of that, I saw a video the other day of a guy in a four-door full-size Silverado get out because there was a guy in a Cooper Mini. And the guy got out of the truck, and he was like five foot five. And the truck's got like a he six didn't have inch. a step. It's got like a six inch lift on it. So he basically threw himself out of the truck. So he, he went up to the window. To Where's my bagels? He started banging. <laughs> listen, listen. He started banging on the fucking like vehicle's window, and it was the size of a Mini Cooper. And the dude that got out was like six foot five and like three hundred and fifteen pounds of solid fucking muscle. And the guy was still like pointing the finger at him and shit. And the guy was just walking, and the big guy was walking towards the small guy. And he picked the small guy up when he got him back to the truck. and By threw the him. testicles. No, he picked him up and threw him in the bed of his truck and then walked back and got in, the, in his car. And I was like, that's the most disrespectful shit I've seen in a long time. Is this and a was, movie? No, it was real life. It was fucking fantastic. Because the little five foot five guy thought he could talk shit to the six foot five, you know, he, he thought he bodybuilder, and the bodybuilder picked him up and threw him in the fucking bed of his truck. See, in the back seat where his car seat should be. <laughs> no, in the bed of the truck. Like all you saw was like his feet just went whoop, 
and then the guy disappeared into the bed of his fucking truck. It was great. <laughs> I was. And don't it. let it happen again. And then he had to call AAA for a step stool. Yeah, because he couldn't get out. <laughs> I'm stuck in the back of my truck. <laughs> and don't let it happen again. <laughs> I represent the lollipop kids. That's funny. I mean, dude. It's always a small guy overcompensating for, you know, being small. Please tell me it was a Dodge Ram truck. No, it was a Silverado. Was it? Yeah. I was a jerk this weekend, too, because I was making a right-hand turn. (laughs) Speaking of little guys, fucking with big guys. little guys, guys, screwing up things up. So I go to a stoplight, so it's a four-way, and it's like nobody's moving. So I just figure, okay, well, somebody's be making a right, so I can make a right on a red. So I start making the right on the red, and it turns out that where I'm making the right on... There's somebody coming up, so they just got the green lights. Their light turned green, so they they have enough time to see me that I'm committed and I'm making the right hand turn. So what do they do? Blast their horn. Blast their they, they rush right up on me and blast their horn. And it's not just like a toot toot. It's like ah, and I just kept driving. I don't even react to that. I'm like, you know what? That's more of an ass move to honk your horn like that when you know I'm committed. You know I'm going. You know, even if you don't agree with me, you still had enough time just to kind of slowly accelerate, let me in and do what I'm doing, you know. And then I was doing 40 and 35. Yeah. But then they still, and and to their credit, they were doing only the the speed limit, 35. I was doing 40 and they really were doing 35. So it's not like they were really in a hurry to go someplace. They just wanted to lay the horn on, you know. That's where you wish you had a diesel truck because then you can smoke them. Just smoke them out. Yeah. It was just, to me, that's just peculiar. Like, I use the horn if really I'm just trying to get somebody's attention. Like, hey, I'm right here or something like that. Or, hey, look at me, you know, but never just as a. Yeah, you do the quick tap, the. Uh, uh. Yeah, hey, I'm right here. That's all. But these people like, are like, dude, pay attention the lights, to do this. The light screen, fucking go. Silly. It's silly. And it's not like people can't figure out whose vehicle that is or, you know, it's pretty identifiable. The person's already telling the story. <laughs> this jerk with this damn bat, 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 bat. Maybe it was somebody you know. They were just saying hello, Alan. No. Hey, maybe. Could have sounded like an ex-wife of some kind if that was the case. I know all of us are going to honk at you when we see you in traffic like that. Yes. Right. Well, then now on. <laughs> have you guys ever seen me in traffic? Yes. Yes. No. Really? Yep. I saw you. You rolled by my house quite often, but then I was... Oh, yeah. Going out. <laughs> Wendy knows. Yes. Going out to yeah, the high school. Usually just driving by. <laughs> usually. And you were driving down Willow Street. Uh, a couple times going that way. And right. Then I run into you in the supermarket. That's right. We have five-minute conversations, ten-minute conversations. Right. We were in the tops. That's right. It was nice. My Now that my mom and dad know that you're van, they wave when you drive by the house, and you've only waved once. <laughs> That's good. you know what because usually I'm 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 planning on like looking at your house to see if somebody's there. So if they were like a few streets down, a few streets down, I'd probably acknowledge them a little bit more. But I'm I'm getting used to them. But they're not even here anymore. They're gone. No, my mom will be back for my birthday. So oh really? Yep. Cool and let's get is. your foot off the board. You leave him alone. Mm-hmm. I heard that click. Everyone hear that click? No, he didn't <laughs> click. He did. Who that good boy? He's chilling. It reminds me of a shirt. It's like drink coffee, lift weights, pet dogs. Yeah. That, that's it. I've had them out a lot now with no release on or anything. Just a little food in my hand, and we go for a little walk. You just open the door. Go. He runs and runs and runs. He comes back tired out. One last leg. <laughs> <laughs> Crash cars everywhere around the neighborhood. <laughs> Aren't they making fun I'm so running? glad that your neighbors around the corner finally put reflectors mm-hmm. on the the basketball pole. I did that. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> 
because I almost ran into it a couple times. It's yeah. hard to see. It is, it's gone now, but I did. I'm the one. I was at Ace Hardware, and I bought. The, I saw them there, and I bought the reflectors. And I said, because I'm the same way. I drive by, and you know, man, it's just pitch black because it was getting dark at whatever five, and you really couldn't see it there. So that was me. <laughs> I drove Public by safety. a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey, there's reflectors on that. Public safety. That's yep. me. Just put away for the winter, or did they? Did you? Not ruin? all heroes wear capes, guys. <laughs> Sometimes they wear tutus or goofy hats. <laughs> hey, <don't. laughs> you best not be talking about this sweet piece of <laughs> yarn on my noggin. I was going to say they wear the fleece vest. Yeah, that's not a vest. He trimmed his back hair. <laughs> it's just you know what's nice about now. having this black dog though. Now, like when there's a bunch of hair like in the in the bathroom, I can just blame it on the dog. Right? Oh, look at disgusting! I gotta sweep in here. That's all Cooper. <laughs> huh, buddy? He's just a cool, chill dog. He got all people food today, but not like burger. Like I, I had made him for breakfast, a uh, fresh hamburger with some veggies and stuff like that in there. So we had that for breakfast. And then for dinner, he had turkey with some more green beans. And uh, and uh, what else was in there? I didn't get, I don't give him stuffing and stuff like that, but he ate like a champ. And then I had like a bunch of dried cranberries and they said, Google that, you can give him that. So I figured, oh, let's see. And he didn't eat it. He didn't like the dried cranberries. Didn't like it? No. What, other, what else we got going on in these articles? What happened to the article I sent? I never really sent it. Took a screenshot of it. Is that what's in the chat from a few days ago? Yeah, I, I I didn't get an article. I just saw a screenshot. I thought you were leaving it at that. I was trying to do an article. I didn't know how to send it though. The real. The real. Yeah, it was a That's screen. The oh no, the woman in disbelief yeah. after a wild bird starts speaking to her in English. Yes, that seems peculiar. I thought that would have been shenanigans worthy. Isn't it just a parrot that got loose after they already taught it to talk? I didn't read it. Probably should have done that before. You I saw the headline. <laughs> thought it was interesting. I mean, I know it's not a man gives himself a poop transplant, but <laughs> I still think it would have been kind of. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not up there with with all the big headlines that you guys hey, do. The dude's trying keep to keep talking. He's trying to relieve symptoms. You got one right? coming. <laughs> the guy was trying to relieve symptoms, right, of what Crohn's disease or something. I think so. I think it was, and then he yes. suffered his mother's menopause. Yeah, we've talked about poop transplants before, uh, but this is a unique twist because, first of all, this guy's poop transplants, yes, were intended to uh, work on his Crohn's disease. but And he did it himself. Was also <laughs> self-inflicted. Yes. Like, I don't know how you give yourself one of those. How do you collect the spoons. poo? Spoons. <laughs> Go to the dog park? The correct answer to both of you is spoon. So he collect the poo from his mother's poo. Say, Ma, can you sh- poo in this bucket for me? Uh huh. Of course, son. That's how it works. You you just come up from up, the basement, and then you get a long handled spoon. And you put it right back in. I feel yours. like a piping bag would be probably easier. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more entertaining, <laughs> and it could look pretty going in. The, yeah. the, the, the problem is the insertion point. You got uh, to have something. You know, a turkey baster would work. Oh, there you go. Well, how do you get it in there though? Piping bag comes. Piping bag. Piping bags come rounded. They have rounded yeah. tips on there. Sure. Is it long enough to accomplish that though? Sure. I, I don't know. I, Matt would know. I've he never tried. You got to go in. A little KY on the tip of that motherfucker, and right up, it'll go. <laughs> Is it all going to come out in one piece? That I can't guarantee. Uh, see, there's, it always breaks out with him. There's no safe word for, I think I broke the bag off. In your yes. <laughs> so, yes, he decided to do a... Call Walmart Bakery. There's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 
Bakery, do you have any rose tips? <laughs> <laughs> it's a crow. It's not a parrot. It's a crow. There are crows that can talk. Yep, yeah. this crow can talk. He came with tap, tap, tapping at the door. Yeah. Nevermore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what was the crow's name in Shawshank? Mr. Bigglesworth. No, wait, that's a cat. Remember? You guys remember? <laughs> no. I think it was Jake. I think you're right. Wasn't it Jake? Jake. Yeah. Yep. Great movie. What was the name of the um, mouse in The Green Mile? Mr. Bojangles. Jake. Mr. Bojangles, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jangles. Or Mr. Jangles. Mr. Jangles. He was a, he circus, did he, he was a circus mouse. He going to Did Mouseville. he click his heels and dance? Uh-huh. He going to Mouseville. That Everyone loves the nitty-gritty dirt band. I hear Christmas music. Yes, I do. That's my, my favorite Christmas song. That one right there? Yes. Really? Yes. I like the Dolly Parton one where she talks about, oh, what the hell she, I can't remember what the name of the song is now. Dolly Parton sang a song, a Christmas song, and I can't yeah, remember the name of it. Slate Ride right there. She's, I think she has a Christmas album. Oh, this is. Plenty of them. You say growing up we had Johnny Mathis Christmas album and Elvis Christmas album. That was about it. The one with Kenny Rogers. So, she did a Christmas yeah, song with Kenny Rogers. A Christmas to that. remember. I remember that. Oh. Vinny's had enough podcasts. Peace good. out. Happy Thanksgiving. You're going to miss the Gwyneth Paltrow story. <laughs> <laughs> Just so y'all are clear, I said fuck her. That would be newsworthy. <laughs> it would be. What is she doing? How'd you get up in that goop? <laughs> goop. Uh, <laughs> <I> slid. <laughs> Did you encounter a jade egg? That's what he slid on. <laughs> and he's out. They're like the Fabergé eggs. They have ridges and bumps. <laughs> ridges and bumps. For her pleasure. Ooh. That's right. Actually, Gwyneth Paltrow was in the news not too long ago because she was involved in a lawsuit. Somebody got into a skiing accident with her and tried to sue her, but it was his fault. So he lost. But now the whole situation has gone down, and now it's become a musical in London. Really? They're staging a musical based on one of the more diverting and even amusing passages passages from 2023, Gwyneth Paltrow's now famous skiing accident trial from the spring. So how did that work again? Does that guy hit her and then he tried to sue her? Pretty much. Yes. The Oscar-winning Goop founder uh, attended a trial after she was sued by retired optometrist, who should have seen it coming, should have seen it, yeah. Terry Sanderson, <laughs> who alleged that joke. she was reckless and caused him lasting injuries after the two collided on the slopes of the Deer Valley Resort in Park City, Utah in 2016. Now, I'm sorry, but Gwyneth Paltrow weighs a buck and a half uh, on her heaviest day, fully loaded with all of her ski equipment. And Jade Egg. And, and a couple of jade eggs away her down. And I'm certain that this guy was substantially larger than her. So how is he hurting? How is she hurting him? Correct. And if they're going to make musicals about famous celebrity trials, when do we get the Johnny Depp Amber Heard musical? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the works, I'm sure. <laughs> it's called The Brown Note. <laughs> yes. Copyright shenanigans 2023. <laughs> uh, no, actually, that's a South Park joke already. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good try, though. The televised trial was a hit with social media, which responded with memes and plenty of commentary. Who would have thought? The most sterling example of said social media frenzy came when Paltrow famous whis- famously whispered to Sanderson, I wish you well, after she won. Now, Gwyneth Goes Skiing is set to debut at Pleasance London Main House Cabaret in London, where it will run December 13th through 23rd. Let's uh-huh. go. What's goop? Uh, 
the production company defines it as a story of love, betrayal, skiing, and somehow Christmas, where you are the jury. Oh, so it's a Tony, and, Tony and Tina's wedding, but also 12 angry men at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a smash. Cross all that with stupid, and you're going to have a hit. And don't forget the English accents. So it'll be an American with a really bad English accent. They all sound like Bert from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Oi. Oi. Or what's his name from Ocean's Eleven? Don right. Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun to listen to. I'm not even trying. <laughs> or Matt Frewer in Eureka when he's doing the really bad Australian accent. Then he went into his, he goes for an audition and he's being a smart ass. So he does his audition in, with an Australian accent, a bad one at that. And the producers were like, keep that. And they get, so he had to speak with a ridiculous Australian accent for all five years of Eureka. But Matt Frewer's nuts anyway, so. <laughs> That's how Mel Gibson got his start. So, spoke with an Irish uh, Australian accent. One of them. <laughs> I thought, wasn't he really Australian? Yes. Yes, he's really Australian. And then he had that Scottish accent. You no, know, that was still Australian. <laughs> <laughs> he just stopped doing his American accent. So a woman says she's found the best excuse ever to not go to work. After she woke up with a 600-kilogram seal in her front yard, the tagged southern elephant seal, affectionately known as Neil to locals, that's uh, Neil as, as in DeGrasse Tyson, not as in seals, Bob. Seals mate for life, so where was Bob? <laughs> He's garnered quite the internet following over the last few years. He's known for popping up at beaches around Hobart, sunning himself on roads and playing with traffic cones that were put in place to protect him. But for all his antics, Southern, Beach, Southern Beaches resident Amber Harris never expected to see him in her yard. And he's had his little head, well, big head, up on my hammock, and now he's down blocking my car. There's not a lot you can do with a 600-kilogram uh, seal at your car. How many pounds is that? A lot. 1,322 pounds. That's like a ton, right? 2,000 pounds in a ton, so three-quarter ton. Close enough. We'll call it a Canadian shit ton. <laughs> sure. So, Craig, I know you like bourbon and you like whiskey. I'm not spending $2.5 million on a bottle of fucking whiskey. It's scotch. It's McAllen scotch. So it's fancier. The only scotch I like is tape. I actually never really had scotch, so I can't. Give you an honest answer. A 1927 McAllen Scotch just sold. It's one of f only 40 bottles drawn after aging in sherry caskets for 60 years, making it the oldest McAllen vintage ever produced. Just sold for $2.7 million at Sotheby's in London on Saturday. That's some expensive hooch. That is. I'd be afraid to uh, drink that. The head of Sotheby's. Got to try a tiny drop of the four, 40 bottles filled in 1986. None were made available for purchase, with some instead being offered to the McAllen's top clients, a luxury that adds to its appeal as evidenced in previous sales of the bottles. Its description on Sotheby's website added. In 2019, they sold a bottle of McAllen 26 adorned with one of 14 fine and rare labels for $1.9 million at the time, making it the most expensive bottle of wine or spirit ever auctioned. Matt, what's your take on Kim Kardashian? I think she has the personality of Dick Lint. And the booty of? Oh, a tremendous booty. Oh, yeah. 
nice rack, too. She's also known for promoting several different product lines, right? She's kind of a spokesperson. She is. Whatever. She, is she a billionaire? She's a fucking robot. Uh, her sister's a billionaire. Her yeah, sister's a billionaire. Yeah. She's the youngest billionaire. Chloe? Ever. Yeah. Not Chloe. Not Chloe. Not Chloe. One of the Jenners. Yeah. Kylie. I think. No. Yeah. I think what it's is Kylie. it, Kylie? I don't know. They're all Kardashians. Anyway, Greenpeace has accused Kim Kardashian of using the climate crisis as a punchline to promote her new product. What and, is her new product? Uh, I'm going to tell you. You're going to love ish. it. Nope. The environmental charity has criticized Kardashian after she released a video to promote her new lingerie item, which is part of her Skims clothing line. In the promo, the 43-year-old says the sea levels are rising. The ice sheets are shrinking. I'm not a scientist, but I do believe that everyone can use their skill set to do their part. Now, as she's reading this, her nipples are appearing quite prominently through her shirt the entire time. If you've seen the, the video, it's not cutting up at all. It's making sure that they're in every shot. That's the product that they're selling is a new bra that has fake nipples built into it. So you constantly look like it's cold in the room. Ivanka Trump wore these at... When she was at testifying in court. She was wearing that blue top. I think there were her, her nipples. Oh. <laughs> it really was cold. Right. Was Maybe. Greenpeace said, we need more climate conversations in the mainstream, but using melting glaciers and rising sea levels as a punchline to improve your profit margins make a, makes a mockery of an issue that is devastating millions of lives. Blah, blah, blah. Nipples. Yay. Uh, they referred to it as greenwashing. The charity said the reality share was co-opting the language of climate activists to promote a plastic product made from petrochemicals. Well, they're only this big, and you only buy two of them at a time. Right. I mean, that's less plastic than one shopping bag. Easily. Exactly. <laughs> they're just trying to jump onto her marketing and get some relevance. Kim Kardashian broke the sea levels. That's displacement. <laughs> <laughs> Science. That's right. <laughs> no, thank you. That's how he got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the off mic yelling? Come over here and podcast. You're going to podcast, podcast. And then he had to grab some candy. He had to grab some Butterfingers. You had 22 and a half hours to take a shit before we got here. <laughs> I didn't do that. I went number one. And then I decided I had a Butterfinger. Her. Why did I didn't I- want a Butterfinger. <laughs> You fingered what? Mm. <laughs> I hate Butterfingers. They're gross. They're the best. They, so, br- they crumble up as you bite them. How are you going to read your, uh, that's how they get you, with a Butterfinger in your mouth? I bet he can. <laughs> that's how they <laughs> get you. He'll sound like chaos. Nobody bite a butter on my Butterfinger. Nobody put a finger on Alan's butt. Mmm. All right, a little of that's how they get you. Let's see where we're at here. Oh, I'll do the job board while you're while you're pulling that up. It, it sounds like a Canada watch, but it's not. Uh, Canada's capital, Ottawa, wants to shed its image as a party pooper. 
Canadians know Ottawa as the home of government, where roughly a quarter of the metropolitan area's 1.5 million residents work in the public sector. They also know Ottawa, fairly or not, as the city that fun forgot, a moniker penned over four decades ago by the late Canadian political commentator and satirist Alan Fotheringham, of course. The label has stuck. YouTube celebrities have traveled here to document whether Ottawa is as drab as advertised and found it to be true. Municipal leaders want to turn that image around. Ottawa is looking to hire someone to preside over the city's nightlife. The job title is still to be determined with officials tossing around ideas such as nightmare or nightlife commissioner or night czar. Why couldn't they do nightman? <laughs> Why can't they do night, Nightlife Fuhrer? <laughs> nightlife. <laughs> or Nightlife Fuhrer, yes. Uh, some Ottawa area residents say that person has their work cut out for them. If the average person comes to visit Ottawa, they'll just ask, where are all the people, said one dude. Subjects interviewed for the 33-minute film titled The City That Fun Forgot is made by a, do a documentary by Amen Jaffrey, a federal government employee. It's a 33-minute film describing Ottawa as a good place for a long nap. <laughs> Jaffrey said the film's main message remains intact a decade later. People get mad at me for saying this, but I don't think much has changed in Ottawa. City officials say the action plan's aim is to energize the city's economic base during the hours of 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Among Canada's biggest cities, a million or more, Ottawa ranks at or near the bottom in terms of the number of nightlife-themed businesses and employees and household spending in the evening city, officials say. Emmanuel Ray, who helped write the plan, said a thriving evening scene can be a competitive advantage. Make sure you Cole. put some money aside for them so when those businesses are open and nobody goes in there, they can still get paid. Yeah. Still get their subsidy. Yeah. Uh, local Shouldn't efforts to jazz things up haven't always landed well. Some two decades ago, Ottawa ditched plans to use the marketing slogan of technically beautiful, <laughs> which sounds to many like not a compliment. Yeah, that's yes. Funny. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer the, the idiom that anything after the word technically is bullshit. <laughs> so nobody wants to live there? And I'm going to tell you another place that people may not want to live anymore. And that's going to be Pennsylvania, Ricardo. Did you know that they are starting and trying to put a ban on pelvic and rectal exams on the unconscious? But what if I need a, a, a pelvic or rectal exam? Well, that's different. Don't I your colonoscopies? I would prefer to be unconscious. Thank that's you very right. much. Especially in Pennsylvania. That's right. But the uh, these unknowing patients... Um, For the very reason that I don't like banjo music. <laughs> <laughs> but there is now a ban on pelvic, prostate, and similar exams on unconscious patients who haven't given permission needs only a signature of Governor Josh Shapiro to become law. Once if Shapiro signs the bill, Pennsylvania will, will join about 20 other states that the out that outlaw such exams. And these exams are typically done by medical students as part of their education. Or Matt's thumb. Or Matt's thumb. <laughs> so some people would go through and I mean even the even the the medical students didn't necessarily like doing these uh, these tests on people that were unconscious because you're you're not giving any consent. You're going to get your tooth pulled. And then, bada-bing, you know? 
So uh, Fiddler said she became outraged after hearing from a constituent who had undergone such an exam while under anesthesia and has been traumatized by the experience. Well, what did she go under anesthesia for? Well, it's not that, you know. So, I mean, that's really what the what they're talking about. So, uh uh, what are they saying? Patients are under anesthesia for unrelated procedures is all they have. So an unofficial, an official. She was of- just there for a tooth cleaning. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> She's just there to pay her copay. Yes. <laughs> well, she paid. <laughs> While some people are outraged that this is happening, other people are looking forward to it. <laughs> no, that's not, not even true part of the story. But an official of the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Let's Network said paragraph. unauthorized pelvic exams are a gross violation of the privacy and, and autonomy of patients. It only took me a second. Why are you laughing wow. at me? I had a hiccup. Whatever. It was, you it was, a, it was a valiant effort. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't smiling. That was Autonomy. <laughs> He had a hiccup, and he's really he's selling it, too. Look at him. He's rubbing his chest. <laughs> it's from the the Butterfinger. Yes. I ate it too fast. But let's see. At the end, he said he performed such exams four to five times per day for three weeks and said he was required to introduce himself to patients and explain his presence beforehand. And his pruning And fingers. afterhand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now they're not going to get them like that anymore. (laughs) That's it. So people were horrified that that was going on. And you know what? You know what? You want doctors. Sometimes they got to learn something. So, yeah, I wouldn't want somebody rooting around up there that hasn't trained on it before. Exactly. So I say just keep going on with your bad self and learn. Technically, they didn't say no. It's for the greater good. Technically, they didn't say no. (laughs) It's right. It's for the greater good. That's what it is. If you want to train people. Maybe conscious people aren't going to let you root around up there. It's the unconscious right, exactly. you got to train on, you know? I, I think this circumstance is not a good one to make the argument that it's easier to get forgiveness than permission. <laughs> Apparently. I usually go with that one, but no, unconscious rectal exams are probably not a, okay. <laughs> They're not all that bad I've had them done. Not in the IT I mean, industry, anyway. <laughs> I don't care that it happened, but why does it keep sending me flowers? <laughs> Just thinking of you. Uh, you gonna do the other one or no? No. <laughs> and that's how he got you. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> Non-compliance. So, Rich, what's happening in Canada? Cue the music. Holy fucking <laughs> shit! <laughs> Great job. Great job, buddy. Matt said something not contrary to Canada Watch. We are. I don't. I don't unlike. I don't say two funny things about Canada. Canada. Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> Letter Kenny Shorzy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I do got to watch some Shorzy. Strippers and beer. Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. Darts and rockets. It's a children's book. Hookers and blow? Yeah. It's about a tow truck and a snow, snow plow that saves us. Snow has an entirely different meaning in Canada. It does. <laughs> <laughs> they have like nine words for snow up there. <laughs> <laughs> they have 49 words for Eskimo fart, so. <laughs> right. And they have way more vibrant nightlife scenes than vibrating Ottawa. Because there's nothing else to do. It's fucking cold <laughs> as fuck up there. You got to keep it moving. You got to shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. <laughs> <clears throat> I prefer to just keep a string around it so I don't lose it. <laughs> it's that cold? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you want a candidate at any. <laughs> Your listening pleasure is Canada Watch. Smell like pine trees in moose piss. <laughs> Canada Watch. Your furry hat matches your furry underpants. <laughs> it's a design flaw or you need a trim. Canada Watch. <laughs> Do you smell like beaver dams and old toes? Canada Watch. <laughs> your uncle looks suspiciously like an elk. Canada Watch. <laughs> sure does get lonely up there in the Yukon. Canada Watch. <laughs> we have the polar bears and the milk in the bag, y'all. Canada Watch. Hey, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> we still like you, though. Canada Watch. In Canada this week, a realtor says that a recent Facebook market place listing for a shared bedroom is yet another sign of how unhinged Toronto's uh, rental market has become. In screenshots of the listing obtained by CTV News Toronto, the posting was looking to find a roommate to move in as as of January. CTV News Toronto could not reach out to the, could not reach out to the poster for comment as the listing was subsequently removed off of Facebook Marketplace. Looking for an easygoing female to share the master bedroom and the one queen-size bed, the listing reads. I have been previously sharing the bedroom, which only has one queen-size with roommate I found on Facebook, and it worked out perfectly well. The listing also required $1,900 upfront for a rental deposit, which included first and last month's rent, plus an additional $100 for the key fob. Toronto, uh, a Toronto realtor brought attention to the listing through a viral TikTok video first posted in October. They said CTV News Toronto during an interview that she had never encountered a listing like this throughout her years in the industry, though she said she had seen a listing in Oakville renting out a bunk bed in the front foyer of a house for $850 per month. Even though a recent Rentals.ca report revealed Toronto's rental market is slowing down, average rent prices were still among the highest in the country at 2908 Canadian dollars a month. Jesus Christ. Right. While many looking to move to the city turn to roommates to cut down on costs, is Toronto reaching a point where renting a bed becomes the norm? But moreover, how is this even legal? An associate lawyer and litigator said that most people would be appalled to see this sort of listing, but she pointed out that the legality of whether this is allowed is very a very sticky situation that greatly depends on the circumstances. Well, if you get along well enough, it just gets stickier and stickier. That's right. Especially if it's a landlord renting it out versus another tenant. Uh, there are no definitions of occupant or roommate in the Residential Tendencies Act, the LTB, since both are not considered a tenant due to the lack of contractual relationship with the landlord, regardless of whether the occupant or roommate pays a fee to the tenant or says, legally, blah, blah, blah. The legality of renting another half of the bed depends on what role the poster behind the rental plays. It is allowed for them to ask whether you're able to afford the rent. You can't ask for any identifying or sensitive information like your racial background, date of birth, or social insurance number. That is not appropriate. So that's crazy. Do you have a website for us? 
Oh, but wait, there's more. Oh, okay. In other news. Oh, shit. No ghouls, just goats. That's the final verdict from Quadra Island RCMP after officers responded last month to reports that someone has been screaming near a ravine. As it turns out, what sounded like someone yelling in distress on October 30th was actually a mama goat calling for her babies that had just been removed from her care and not, in fact, someone who had fallen off a cliff. The goats can sound disturbing. Near a cliff? Uh, well... Only if Tell you us have, more, Matt. Only if you have knee-high <laughs> boots on. How long does it take all of the ones that, to mark all the ones that kick? About a half hour, <laughs> give or take. You didn't think I'd know. <laughs> well, I didn't say how many goats either. <laughs> That's either a really long time or a really short time. <laughs> Once you get into a rhythm, it moves pretty quick. Oh, my God. Work right through them. This week, the Mounties published a report detailing island incidents and debunked any worry that phantoms were to blame for the hijinks happening around Halloween. When it came to Goatgate, officers noted while on the scene, according to the report, that the cries did sound similar to someone yelling for help. However, no one but Mama Goat were in any kind of distress. And the very next night, which was Halloween, officers were alerted to more mysterious screaming and were told this time by a concerned complainant that it was coming from Quadra Island Cemetery. RCMP said the complaint was the complainant was hearing unsettling screams from bushes in the cemetery and didn't know if someone was in pain. When officers arrived, they found two people who said they were screaming because one of them lost a scarf. <laughs> Maybe question it was mark. A really nice scarf. Yeah, the question mark was included in the police report, <laughs> so he said that it is thick as Canadian accent. Think I lost my scarf? Despite it being Halloween, the police said there was no signs of ghosts or ghouls. The constable, Rebecca Drott, who wrote the comedic copy published this week, said in an email she tries to be sensitive and cognizant of the files included in those involved. She said that if it is more serious, if it is a more serious file, she tends to put out a release solely about that case. So that was her saying, sorry. <laughs> and that's what happened in Canada this week. Phew. Do you have a website for us? I always have a website for you, Alan. You Thank know you, that. sir. We've talked about this multiple times. I don't know. I think, it, should I change it to give us a website? Is it a good one? No, that's a different question. Well, that's I never promised you a rose garden. True, but it'd be nice once in a while. I gave a good one last week. You weren't here, so I'm, that's on you. I'm sorry. You're going to have to play back last week's episode to find out what it was. I was going to do that this afternoon, but I took a nap. Okay. Well, it's still there on the internet anytime you're you ready. You haven't listened to last week's episode yet? No, I usually do that Sunday or Monday, depending on what I have going on. Okay. And I... Uh, when I clean up my kitchen, I listen to the podcast. It takes about the same amount of time. Nice. Okay, this is a brand new website for me. Oh, I my God. I just added this to the list. Oh, my word. And I'm kind of, it's it's a fad. I'm sure this is just an infatuation I'm going through. But do you remember buffalojumpingjacks.com? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, do you guys remember, was nope. it? Mall rats are chasing Amy, where they had the 3D poster, uh, where they were staring at it, and the one guy's like, "It's is that a boat?" And he's like, "It's a schooner." You remember the the schooner bit? I'm trying to remember which movie it was. I don't recall. It was one of those two. It was it was it was chasing Amy or, or it was mall rats. I think it was mall rats. I think they were looking at. I believe it was mall rats. Yeah. So 
those those big posters, those magic eye posters mm-hmm. that we used to like in the 90s, yeah. those are called stereograms. That's an actual technical term for what those images are. Okay. Okay, so it's it's technically multiple images superimposed on top of each sure. other. Sure. And it looks one way when you look at it regular, and then you can cross your eyes and superimpose. You can cross those two images so they stand out and it becomes a 3D image. Yeah. Okay, so this website is just lousy with stereograms. Uh, the website is hidden-3d.com. So that's the word hidden, and then a dash, and then the digit three, the letter D as in David, dot com. Hidden-3d.com. Hmm. New stereograms. Late for work. Just don't call me late for dinner. So have, have you guys... Done these before? I could never see them. You can't? No. Well, you got plenty of opportunity here. Hidden-3D.com? I fell into this probably last Tuesday or Wednesday. It wasn't Wednesday. Tuesday or Thursday. And my eyes hurt before I went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I think I realized, like, even back in the 90s, I couldn't see these things. I couldn't see them at all. But I realize now, like, after going with my, because I have one nice, one nearsighted eye and one farsighted eye, that's why they, they said I could. So if I put my glasses on and I have my vision kind of looking at the same thing, I might be able to see these. Well, if you don't mind looking like a bit of a doofus when you do this, you can wait till you're alone if you do. For example, looking at it on your phone, you just hold it very close to your eyes. And then bring it gradually away from your face, and that'll increase the odds of you seeing it. You also want to make sure that it's perfectly flat. If you've got it angled up or down, left or right, it's less likely that you'll be able to see the image successfully. I can never see them. It hurts my eyes to even try. I, I can't have corrective lenses in, and then I have to play with it. Yeah. Usually I can see it. I don't usually have too much trouble. And then I put my pants back on. I can't find Waldo either <laughs> in those stupid things. I, I very rarely can. Now there's going to be a bunch of idiots staring at their computer screens because this one is safe for work. So far. So far, yes. <laughs> right, Wait, I see it. It's Kim Kardashian's ass. So you find, I need a bigger screen. So you find the image. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a way that they could hide Kim Kardashian's ass, although it would still be in 3D. Correct. <laughs> So check it out, hidden-3d.com. Stare at it for hours and hours at work. And don't forget to poop while you're at work, too, because that's right. That's what you're supposed to do. Pooping at work is the best. Anyway, this week for Shenanigans, it's been Alan with a Y. Have a great week, everybody. Cooper. Vinny. Rich. Goodbye. Matt. Check, and your, I, check your notes for lumps. And I am Craig. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week. <laughs>